Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk Podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, Spirit Talkers. Brandy here, and I am ready to talk about some spiritual explorations I have been on lately. Oh, it's been amazing, and I really haven't felt this good in a long while. I wish I could have been here sooner to record. It's been hard for me to find time lately. I have a very full life at the moment. Uh, But this podcast is really important to me, so guess what? I cancelled a dentist appointment this morning so I could be here at the mic, and I don't even feel one bit bad about it. (laughs) Recently, my husband and I went to Mexico with friends to celebrate his 40th, and it was a really fun trip overall. I did have a really good time. It was lovely to celebrate my husband. But I did have my own experiences that I didn't really expect And those weren't really fun, in all honesty. See, I got lessons there. Signals, signs, and lessons galore. I did have a good time overall. My husband is an amazing person, and it was lovely to have friends uh, there celebrating him. For me, it was a little bit marred by something, and that's anxiety, (laughs) and at times downright panic. Of course, being the too tough bitch that I sometimes am, I didn't express this to my friends who were there with us. I bottled it. Does that help things at all? Of course not. (laughs) It makes the inner pressure cooker worse and also has other negative side effects like my friends noticing I'm not myself, then internalizing it themselves to mean maybe that's something about them. There is a whole other lesson in deep connection and vulnerability there. And I'll just, I guess, touch on that right now. I have committed to deepening certain friendships by taking action. Yes, I do have both of my sun and moon in fire signs. So I do recognize when action is lacking. So last weekend, I had an incredible morning with two dear friends who are healers. We we do come together somewhat frequently to share Reiki and feelings and pull cards for each other. It's uh, it's amazing. And um, this this past weekend was really extra special for me because of this uh, new goal and commitment to become more vulnerable. With the right people, of course, because through spirit, I recognize that I can't go too quickly with this becoming more vulnerable thing. It will have to be a baby steps process, mostly because my toughness and self-protection, I guess is a better word, was a mechanism that began to form when I was literally a baby. So it's going to be a bit of a process and has been a process of getting more comfortable sharing myself. And this podcast really helps. It does. 
And I feel like I'm getting better at it as I go, the vulnerability thing, partly because of this podcast. I thank you all so much for listening. And so part of that um, lesson, I guess, that I've been going through lately is deepening friendships. And um, so another thing that I did because this kind of stuff does take action, not just intellectualization. <laughs> Another thing that I did is organize a woman's night where we can share, support, learn about each other more. Um, and I set that intention on the invitation that's coming up in January with four other friends of mine. So that's kind of something that I'm working on and really, really enjoying it. it you know, some longtime friends, some newer friends, and I'm really excited to spend time in the fen feminine energy in this little event slash ladies night that I'm, I put together and just be in that, in that space where we can foster our friendships with one another, one another. And quite honestly, small talk really exhausts me. I kind of have to tap out. <laughs> I can do so much of it, of course, to an extent, and there is a, you know, a requirement for small talk sometimes. Um, but if we don't ever scratch the surface or get to the deep stuff, I get really depleted. So with the help of my spirit team, and oh boy, oh boy, do I feel their presence lately. I'm working on my shadow through action <laughs> and it's really scary in a good way. So working through that, being a little bit more comfortable with being vulnerable with people and fostering deep connection with women. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I digress back to anxiety. I was anxious, um, particularly on my trip to Mexico, regarding my own health. That was the root of it. Now, let's set the record straight here about anxiety. It is a totally normal human experience. Everyone experiences anxiety from time to time. It's a safety mechanism in us humans. It's a signal that something needs to change, right? It could be like, oh, holy smokes, there is a snake there. Run away. <laughs> or it could be, in my case, in Mexico, your health is fucked. Figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah. No kidding. That is what I was experiencing. And, and so for that, I am grateful for anxiety. It's there to help us. It's a signal for change. If you have an anxiety disorder or are in constant flight or fright, that's a bit different and not really what I'm talking about here. But I do want to encourage folks to look at disorders as a signal to change as well. Chronic anxious anxiousness, it has a root. It has a root cause or perhaps more than one root in my opinion, some of those root causes could be unhealed trauma, um, diet, staying too sedentary, or unexamined trapped emotions in the body. And as I say that, my light is flickering in this room that I'm in right now. 
Ooh, thank you for the confirmation. Ooh, I get shivers up my spine. And here's my disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a doctor or a health professional. Um, please, please know that. And I'm not prescribing anything. I'm just talking here. <laughs> I'm just a little person talking here. <laughs> um, I do want to just shed light on it a little bit though, because I want to spread hope and say there is a way out. Nobody needs to live with chronic anxiety. Um, yeah, so I'm sharing from my own experience today and as always, uh, I'm sharing my own knowledge and experiences and if it plants a seed that is your seed to nurture and grow in your own way in how it makes sense. I'm not saying to do things exactly how I do them, I'm just sharing my own experiences. So why was I anxious about my health in Mexico? Well, I've been treating my body like shit, quite frankly. I'm fat. I don't exercise enough. I escape through food, booze, cannabis, TV. I have a congenital heart issue that I'm not managing well. Um, and my mind and soul was telling me enough of this enough. And that's where the anxiety sprung up. Hello, red light, red light, you're going down a bad path here. <laughs> that's what it was saying to me. And I was feeling like I was getting close to a health crisis. Um, and I was using my intuition there. So that's good. I'm grateful for this an an anxiousness that I experienced, though it was not not easy and definitely scary. And here's the thing. I've used escapism for a long time. I do have my own root issues. In fact, probably all of the ones that I mentioned before, trapped emotions and all that. But this is where some of you might really relate. I've also used escaping because being a highly sensitive person and very aware of spirit and in and have natural psychic and mediumship abilities it can be hard being a highly sensitive person in and of itself is not easy does it have to be as hard as it is for me absolutely not <laughs> but if you mix being highly sensitive with being afraid of being vulnerable, you get a recipe for F this, I'm checking out, I'm going to escape. And that's been my experience. Now, don't get me wrong. I live a very good life. I love my life. I truly do. I have a loving husband, two incredible sons, a place to call home that I love so much. And my sensitivity allows me to perceive spirit and the unseen realms and allows me to read energy quite well. That's incredible. And I'm not escaping every chance I get walking around drunk or high or completely vacant. I'm quite responsible for the most part, but I was definitely not as present on a day-to-day -day basis as I would like to be in recent years. I think a lot of us have 
been like that, especially since 2020. And it was really starting to take a toll on my body. The body keeps the score, right? I know you have all probably heard that. There's even a book by that title. Um, And that phrase is really true, let me tell you. And knowing that intellectually and actually feeling it via anxiety attacks are two different things, right? So I can know something in my brain and keep acting up physically. (laughs) And uh, so spirit and my mind and my body all acted at once, giving me this anxiousness to say, hey, and it was starting to really knock me over the head, so to speak. I wasn't, I wasn't getting the whispers. (laughs) So something had to give. I, I didn't know what to do exactly, how this would all play out. I just knew that living with intense anxiousness, like I had experienced for really the first time in my life, that wasn't an option. It did not feel good. And then in swoops an angel, also known as Dustin Bolton, my husband. Uh, yeah, he was he was compl- he was privy to what I was going through, but not completely. He knew I was struggling in Mexico, particularly, um, but I was holding back at least until we got home to share share with him all of this because you know. I was still kind of confused myself and working it out and figuring out what this was. And I wasn't about to ruin his birthday trip with my problems. This sound familiar to many of the women in the group, but the universe conspired and really brought us together in a beautiful way because we were talking on a beach in Nuevo Vallarta. He mentioned he wanted to do a fast, otherwise said as literally not eating. (laughs) He had been interested or he has been interested in, in biohacking and becoming a physically optimized human. (laughs) And, um, you know, he had his own reasons and they were certainly different than mine. But when he mentioned the fast, I immediately said, I'm in, I'm going to do that with you. And he certainly was happy that we were going to commit together to do this together. And I had an intention for this fast. It was to stop negotiating with myself, hold myself accountable to something that would help me reset some of the negative patterns I had developed and improve my relationship with my body. I know that mind, body, soul are all connected and I just, I was lacking there. Certainly. And I, I was really being truthful with myself and radically honest. And uh, Dustin was in his very masculine logic and sharing studies he had read and listened to. And I really appreciated it. It was helpful. Um, and I'll pass on a bit of what he learned to you guys. So some reported benefits supported by scientific research on fasting. Improved insulin sensitivity, fasting can enhance insulin sensitivity, potentially reducing reducing the risk of type 2 diabetes, and it can help regulate blood sugar levels and improve insulin response. Also, cellular repair and autophagy, 
autophagy, autophagy. (laughs) You say it enough times and it sounds really like a weird word and one you don't see very often. Fasting triggers a cellular process called autophagy where cells remove damaged components. And so it's cellular repair and longevity promotion, basically. Also, heart health. Some studies suggest that fasting may have positive effects on cardiovascular health by improving blood pressure, cholesterol, and other risk factors. Brain health. Fasting might support brain health by promoting the production of brain-derived nootropic factors, which is associated with cognitive function, learning, and memory. Inflammation markers. Fasting may reduce inflammation in the body and chronic inflammation is linked to various health issues. And longevity. Animal studies have shown that certain fasting regimens can extend the lifespan. While this isn't directly proven in humans, there is interest in exploring the potential anti-aging effects of fasting. I just read that from a list I got online, full disclosure. Obviously, I did not have that all in my brain. And I chose that as a conservative list, quite frankly. There are um, many things on the internet that will make very bold claims about fasting. I chose that list because it is quite conservative. I do also want to note that weight loss, of course, is on those scientific lists and I purposefully excluded that because yes, I do have excess weight, but my intention for this fast was to feel better, not to look better. And I know so many people who get held up on looks and prioritize that, which can be unhealthy and certainly not my intention for this episode or this new leaf that I've turned. Um, I feel that it's a big hang up when I, when I think about, um, appearance as part of the goal that I'm setting for myself. And I have done that in the past and it's like, um, uh, setting myself up for self-sabotage certainly. Yeah. And, but being overweight can be detrimental to one's health and losing weight has a positive side, side effect in almost all cases. So, I am, of course, happy if I lose pounds, not because of societal norms or expectations, but I feel that's an important distinction. So that's the stuff that has come from recent research on fasting. And Dustin found a specific fast based on a human biologist who worked with Dana White, who is the owner of UFC. That's ultimate fighting championship. (laughs) Something my husband has been into and followed for years. Yeah, he knows a lot about it. And so when that came up in probably his algorithm, um, uh, Dana White, the owner of UFC, he really started dialing into this human biologist who is working with him and hearing about Dana's results in, um, working with this guy really got him into, uh, finding out more information. So, um, the human biologist's name is Gary Brecca, and I was confident in the information that he was giving. So it was enough for me just to, uh, listen to a few things that he talked about and I was inspired. So waiting for our flight from Puerto Vallarta to Vancouver, 
with our friends. We had one last meal in Mexico at the Bubba Gump Airport restaurant. And for Dustin and I, that was our last meal for 86 hours. I was excited. Little did I know at that time, from this fast, I would get physical benefits as well as spiritual ones. Now that makes sense, of course, looking back, because, you know, I was so consumed with what I was going through physically that I didn't even really consider what would it do for me spiritually. So let's get into that spirituality and fasting. While I was on the fast, it quickly became apparent that this would be more than just a body thing. So it makes sense. Our body is a vessel for our soul's experience. So why wouldn't it have a spiritual effect, right? And as I was fasting, I was quite hungry at times. During those bouts of feeling hungry, I did some research on fasting and spirituality to keep my brain occupied. And in my research, I found that, you know, some people incorporate fasting into their broader practice. You know, it could include meditation, energy healing, or alternative medicine, or um, you know, they use fasting to enhance their holistic well-being. And the intention behind fasting in this context is often really to attune yourself to a more profound spiritual understanding. And abstaining from food or other indulgences during fasting is believed to lead to a real deep connection with your own spirituality and a real better understanding of one's relationship with the divine. And many spiritual leaders across various religions and traditions have practiced fasting as a form of spiritual discipline. Jesus Christ, the Bible mentions his fasting, specifically the 40 days and nights in the wilderness. Prophet Muhammad, fasting during month of Ramadan. Moses, fasting is a part of Jewish tradition. And Moses is the central figure uh, who fasted during key moments uh, during receiving the Ten Commandments. Buddha, before attaining enlightenment, he had periods of fasting um, as a part of his spiritual journey. Swami Vivekananda, the Hindu monk and philosopher, practiced uh, fasting to attain spiritual insight. And the list of names really goes on and on, including creators of the Baha'i faith, uh, Hindu sandhus and saints, Sikhs, gurus, sages, monks. The list could be a mile long. And I bring this up not to talk about religion per se, but to point out that there isn't one major world religion left off that list. They're all there. Fasting and spirituality have gone hand in hand since the dawn of man, really, as far as I can tell. For me, personally, during the fast, I did experience a deeper connection with my inner self. I got to know myself better. I learned about my breath and that breath is life. My intuition was sharpened. Basically, I could hear my inner, vo my inner voice more clearly, 
which is kind of another way of saying my intuition was sharpened. Um, I was really, really accepting who I am, where I am in this moment. Um, it was really beautiful. And that was all during the fast. Uh, my experience after the fast, it was a reset button for me. It was a reset button for my mindset. Now, I don't attribute that all to the fast alone. That motivation is also coming from within uh, with the help of spirit and with my new level of vulnerability. And it also really was the right time for me. I was getting the signals um, very clearly that I needed change. And this was what I needed. Like I said, my husband, to me, now looking back, it was like it was divine intervention through him, (laughs) which is unreal. So yeah, I was starting to listen. It's not as simple as pushing a reset button, but using the term hitting a reset button really does resonate because it kind of feels like that 86 hours fast and everything's different. I feel more clear. And with my whole heart, I can tell you, I've not felt more present in a long time. And I've been longing for this level of presence, but just really not able to get there. And now that I have this level of presence back, part of me wonders if I was not able to be as present before because I was swimming in chemical soup. Processed foods are toxic in and of themselves. I feel like that has something to do with it, that I had some toxic brain fog going on and I have lifted up above that fog. Now it has been some time since that fast, um, maybe a week, 10 days, and my um, diet has changed completely. And I've been intaking much more water. So through the fast, I was receiving downloads in the form of metaphors, mostly. The universe knows my connection to plants. (laughs) And I was getting a lot of downloads uh, with metaphors and plants. They were very profound for me, as simple as it is. And this one came to me clairaudiently. So it felt different. Not my own voice, It was a male voice, probably my guide. So I wrote it down with quotes around it because I knew it wasn't mine. I wrote it in a little notebook I carry in my purse. Quote, you are like a plant. Plant needs the soil to have the right nutrients to grow a beautiful flower. Your body needs the right nutrients to allow your spirit to flourish and grow. End quote. Isn't that outstanding? And I just love that I, I heard it from outside of me. And that's evidence, again, that my intuition is sharper, sharper, like it's the same, but just more clear. I used to be, and it's funny, I used to be slightly triggered by health nuts or people who look after their physical body, in other words. Why? Because I knew they were right and I wasn't doing it. Now I'm becoming one of those nuts. (laughs) Well, maybe not fully one of them, but you kind of catch my drift, right? And the clarity and connection to spirit, self, and God is reason enough for me. Through this reset, I have started the daily practice of 
grounding, sunlight exposure, and breath work. Not even because I feel I should, but because I want to. It makes me feel amazing and alive and vibrant. Now, let me get to spiritual abilities. I saved the best for last. You know what this fast did for me? It really helped me with mindset and acceptance. It helped me to prove to myself that I am in charge of my physical. I am willing to do the work it takes to be more optimized, more um, closer to my potential as a physical specimen. And to be perfectly honest, though sensitivity is a superpower, I wasn't completely accepting that. I have resisted my natural intuition to an extent, even though I do readings and set out to intend to develop my, my abilities. There was still resistance there. And I learned so much during the, the fast state. And one of the lessons is to lean in to the superpower. I am a highly sensitive person. And that is pretty rad. <laughs> pretty darn rad. And entering into self-protection mode is a coping mechanism. And I am finding better ways of coping. So that doesn't mean that I won't have energetic boundaries with spirit. I may have to constantly be adjusting those boundaries through the day, minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day. What's really cool is I am developing again. There was a stagnancy for a little bit. And at this part point in my development, I'll include a dimmer switch. That's what I'm, I'm calling it. <laughs> you see, I used to have a light switch for spirit. Well, I still do, but it was set to on or off. And when it was off, it was pretty much off. So the only thing that would get through is things that I had an intention to perceive, perceive. So I made kind of a deal with spirit in a sense saying, I would like to perceive my loved ones, my six loved ones in spirit whom I communicate with and my main spirit guide when the switch is off. And, you know, thinking of it now, that's probably a lot to do with why when I would turn the switch on, it could be very overwhelming sometimes, like a dam breaking and the water flooding in. Yeah, that's a good analogy. It's perfect, actually. So what I've done and what I've learned through this fast and this deeper knowledge of self is I've added a dimmer switch. So yeah, it's been incredible. I've already done a reading since this tool has been added to my toolkit. And I have to say it was pretty good. My tuning in ability was more or less the same. My abilities still came through claircognizance, through claircognizance, through clairvoyance. Um, but it was my reaction to the connection that improved. I didn't take on too much at once. I didn't feel the need to nap 
or cleanse myself like crazy after, um, I was much more calm and quite honestly, I was more confident in my ability. I knew what I was doing was real. (laughs) I wasn't in my head about other people's thoughts about what I was doing or how it works or why it works. I just knew I was doing it and that was enough. For that, I'm so grateful. So I have this dimmer switch that I use on my on my light switch with spirit where I will be able to adjust the level rather than just having it on or off. And man, that's cool. I've learned something about myself and I'm sharing it with you because I know you all love to use your abilities too. And it might be helpful for some of you. Some of you might be like, duh, girl, (laughs) how have you not already done this? (laughs) And I'm sure I will still go through sometimes being very tired or needing, um, extra energetic cleansing, um, if I've done many readings or something like that. I'm not saying this is a total fix for that, um, but something that I am incorporating for sure is getting other people, my dear friends who are healers, to cleanse me more regularly as well, rather than just having it be me. So I'm receiving more Reiki um, and will be certainly receiving more Reiki in 2024 than I ever have probably. So for all of this, I am really grateful and I'm so happy to be able to share it with you all. Uh, We'll leave it there. I just want to say, hey, I haven't received a review in a while. Maybe it's because of my lack of consistency. I really am working on that. But let me practice vulnerability here and say, hey, reviews make me feel good. (laughs) I don't know how healthy that is. I think it's fine to say that. I feel seen and heard. And it reminds me that there is a purpose to this whole thing when I get reviews coming in. So thank you for ratings and reviews. And if you haven't left one, please consider doing so. Join the Spirit Talk Soul Tribe group on Facebook. Link will be in the show notes. That is it for today, friends. Until we meet again, 